The way we work is we use the power of community to create a really great quality service in that our trade directory has some of the best local tradespeople on the peninsula in it. We use the feedback from the general community and other um, industry people in the community to let us know if their experience with that particular person has been or business has been good or bad. And it's a labour of love and we're always tailoring it and fixing it and making it better. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. I want to welcome you here today and also to introduce you to Tara. Hello, Bernadette. Thank you for having me today. (laughs) Your surname. Oh, my God, how bad's that? You can just call me Vandalite. That's fine. That's it. Vandalite. The Vanders. (laughs) I'm going to get the snap I can see. Um, It is a tricky name. It was not so much that. It's just that on your bio sheet, I couldn't mm. see your surname. So I'm going back to the email scrambling for it. So there Tara you go. Tara is fine. There's not that many Taras Beautiful. around. <laughs> so Tara ha- has a business called Building Dreams Group. And so I'm going to give my sort of very crude description of what the business is. And then Tara's going to fix it up basically. So basically what she has done is created a directory and a community around renovating on the Mornington Peninsula. And so what that means is that renovators have somewhere to go where they can find trustworthy contractors to work on their project. Now, is that correct, Tara? It is absolutely spot on, Bernadette. I could not have said it better myself. And before we start, I just want to say thank you for having me. This is actually my favourite podcast to listen to. Oh, I listen I'm to so it. Oh, I'm to hear that. And I'm <laughs> surprised because, as you can see, things are a bit touch and go. <laughs> but, look, I listen to you at this. The She Renovates podcast covers so many interesting different topics Um, Obviously, I'm interested mainly in property development and creating dream homes, but I love the podcast that you're doing because you're covering so many interesting topics. Like I've really loved, you've got a very good with the Airbnbs. That was really fascinating. I loved your feasibility one. I feel like home renovators don't look at feasibility enough. There was a really clever finance one. So if anyone has fallen upon this podcast just this moment, go back, listen to the other ones because they're absolute gold. Awesome. (laughs) Checks in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to thank her for it because I enjoy it. It's one of my favourite things to listen to as I work. So, look, our community down here on the Mornington Peninsula is basically we're a community of homeowners who want to create beautiful homes. And for one reason or another, we've come across stumbling blocks and needed some help from other locals to get our projects off the ground. I'm a mum and dad renovator, is the best that I can describe myself. We've moved around a fair bit and we've done some quite big projects down. And I did find that a lot of friends who are also interested in the same topic of creating their dream home 
would come to me and say, look, who would you recommend as a builder or a tiler? Who would you recommend a building designer, interior designer, architect? What would you do in this scenario? What would you do in that scenario? I've come across this stumbling block. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we just had a Facebook group where we could all help each other out? And so that not only are they getting just my opinion, but they're actually getting um, advice from experts who, who are local and who understand the nuances of what their challenge is. So Building Dreams Group, if you Google Building Dreams Group, you'll find us. Or if you get on Facebook and you type in Building Dreams, Mornington Peninsula, you'll find us. And there's so many different, really interesting locals in there. It started as a mum's renovating group, but very quickly we had a lot of just local industry experts who wanted to be part of it. So we've got, I like to call them rock star landscapers, rock star builders, rock star designers. We've got everyone's in there and they're sharing knowledge and we all come up, come away with better projects as a result. Awesome. Now, I... One of the main reasons I've got you on here is because I love the business model. And you know that, like I've been working with Matt and Liz Rad for a couple of years, and I am the owner of quite a few websites. And and they're often talking about this model, and it's something that I've really sort of shied away from, but I love the way that you have executed. And so before we get into that, we are going to be talking about some tips and tricks around engaging and managing trades. But before we get into that, I just did want to ask you a few questions about this. So one of the things that you say on the website is that you curate the business listings. What does that mean? Absolutely. So the way we work is we use the power of community to create a really great quality service in that our trade directory has some of the best local tradespeople on the peninsula in it. So the way we curate that trade directory is we use the feedback from the general community and other um, industry people in the community to let us know if their experience with that particular person has been or business has been good or bad. And it's sort of, it's a labour of love and we're always tailoring it and fixing it and making it better. But that constant feedback from community keeps this list a really useful one. So the website is curated. Uh, Every person listed on the website has actually been here to my office in Mornington. We've had a coffee. We've talked about how their business practices work and are they a good fit for mum and dad customers trying to create their dream homes? And when they first join, one of the ways that we do sort of seed out quality a little bit is we do a bit of a blast so that when a new business joins, everyone in our 8,000 strong community knows about it. And very quickly, if that operator has not done the right thing by customers locally, they let me know. I get all sorts of messages in the DMs (laughs) and I actually really appreciate those messages because there is a real sense on the Mornington Peninsula particularly a real sense of community and community pride and yeah people aren't afraid to reach out and let you know <laughs> if they've had a bad experience so yeah so we do very much take into consideration what customers and industry have said about a particular business you have to it is a bit interesting in that building can be quite a competitive business sometimes and I, I'm very careful when it's let's say 
competitive business saying <laughs> negative things about their competition that I sort of put to one space. But when mum and dad customers from completely unrelated areas say mm-hmm. something that's very similar to the other and it happens more than once, twice, three times, you know that there's some truth yeah. to that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It's that I was going, I was wondering about that because what's that saying? If you're not sure whether it's a donkey or a horse and one person tells you it's a horse, you, uh, <laughs> and the third, person, that? third person you get a saddle or something like that. And I think yeah. that's right because, you know, sometimes uh, you can have a bad experience with someone and it can just be like unfortunate circumstances, clash of Correct. personalities and whatever. And I think it's yep. probably pretty tough to judge someone on that. But if there's a yeah. pattern, then that's a different scenario. I look for a pattern. I look for a pattern. Yeah. We're lucky with 8,000 members. Our members are very active on Facebook. They hit me up in the DMs and I'm part of the local community. So they see me at the school pickup and the, the sporting, the soccer and yeah. the basketball club and they let me know. <laughs> yeah. It's a small world down here. Yeah. yeah. And so... You would need to be careful about the risk of defamation. Do you have? Well, yeah, absolutely. We don't allow slander inside our community. If there is negative feedback, I do very much appreciate people coming directly to myself with that because, yeah, there is Facebook groups are a bit of a weird place when it comes to legislation at the moment. So, yeah, we we don't allow slanderous comments in our community. But we love the feedback privately. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, hi, Ali. Ali's on and she says, do you cap the number of trades you have in, in each category, like plumbers, or yeah. do you have a limit to the number that you have? Absolutely. Like we have an 8,000 strong community base. And as far as, like, we don't want 100 plumbers to join because yeah. there's not enough work for 100 plumbers, but there's definitely enough work for 15 or 10. So yes. we look at the consumer trends. We look at what people in our community are asking for. Like right now, let me say, tilers, if, if, if there's a tiler out there that, that wants some beautiful work with some really amazing people on the peninsula, reach out to me because we have work for you. Plasterers as well. We would love a couple more plasterers. <laughs> but having said that, this, we basically want to make sure that it's a fair deal for the businesses that are listed and also that the customers have who they want to choose from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had a little look at what the population of Mornington Peninsula is. So of the yeah. Shire, 170,000. Quite a few. Quite yeah. a few. And we've just gone through a massive building boom. So the Mornington Peninsula was once a, a sleepy sort of holiday area in Victoria and then we had the introduction of the new Peninsula Link, which made the commute from Melbourne CBD to the Peninsula much shorter. And people, especially during COVID, are starting to realise that this is an actually awesome place to live full time. The mm. Peninsula is very interesting in that it's beautiful scenery down here. It's absolutely jaw-dropping beaches and just stunning. So it's always been an area where architects and builders have created their dream homes. Like It's like the perfect canvas for something wonderful. So, yeah, we've always had a good tradition of amazing building and architecture down here. Yeah, awesome. And so are you actively growing the community or are you just letting it grow organically? Absolutely. Look, we let it, we let, we love it when um, people join. Absolutely. So 
the more local, so many people do want to create something great. We also are starting to cover Bayside as well and the Kingston area because we all have very similar houses. Yeah. More so, we sort of more specialise in the custom area, so the custom renovations and the custom builds. That That's sort of where we've got the most knowledge and experts to help in that. Yes. And are there any other services that you offer to the trades, firstly? Yeah, well, look, our community is completely free for customers. We've got a free Facebook group. It's amazing. We've got a great website, all completely free for customers. The trades pay a very nominal membership to be included and that just sponsors our community and makes it possible, really. And so uh, because we are a community and we want to keep that quality thing going, we have get-togethers. We have 10 get-togethers a year and that means... Yeah, I know. It's not it's not a few. So we have 10 get-togethers a year. We've got a, a great spot in Mornington. We've got a lovely space for that. We also sometimes go out to breweries and cafes and stuff and we all get together and we swap notes and often we swap business with each other um, and that's really successful in helping those businesses to grow and also helping particularly like the builders find really good subcontractors, designers finding really good builders to work with. It's just a win for everyone. And it's also really nice because to be fair, a lot of the bigger HIA master builders, they they don't really come down here that much. (laughs) So we don't have many opportunities to rub shoulders otherwise. Mm. Yeah. And how many trades do you actually have on the site? I think last time I counted, I think we're around, we're heading towards 150. Yes. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And so in terms of, because a local site, my understanding is a local site, which what yours is the easiest to rank with SEO. Mm. Uh, Did you have a background in SEO before you got going with this? I am from a marketing background. I'm a marketer who just fell in love with houses. (laughs) I should have been a building designer, but no, for an architect. I I went down the marketing communications area for career, but then I started developing houses as well. So here I am. And SEO is something that we've always sort of seeded in the background, but our main driver is Facebook. We love Facebook, the traffic from Facebook to our website accounts for about 75% of our traffic and we love those customers in particular because they're coming to our trades from a place of actually wanting them not just yep. anyone it's it's interesting so yes we have partnered with SEO agency as well and we are ranking quite well in quite a few very key terms but that wasn't our first drive our first drive was the Facebook community because yeah i think our People really do trust Facebook groups to a certain extent as well, yeah. hearing that that word of mouth, yeah. Yeah. So one of the problems that owners of free Facebook groups have yeah. is that people that self-promote. Do yes. you have any issues with that? Yes. Okay. So what we prefer in our Facebook group, and we do make it very clear in so many different spots, is that we want genuine recommendations of businesses that people have used, not their brother, sister, cousin, business associate, partner. We just want, if you've used a good tiler, if you've used a good painter 
and they're local, please let us know about it because that's partly how we find great people to work. Um, We do have moderators in our group and moderators go through to see if there's a trend in how people are recommending things. So if you notice the one person recommending a business prolifically, it's Mm. not hard to click on them and and quite easily find out that they're the sister, brother, cousin, friend of whoever they're recommending. So, yeah, we want a level of genuine recommendation in there, definitely, because also it, it, it... yeah, we want good businesses. So we want to make sure that, that yeah, that those recommendations are reasonably genuine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so one of the things that you said to me when we had a conversation is I should have a directory on my site. You should. I would really love to, to hear a bit more about that because mm. I guess one of the things that concerns me is because we span over several states, yeah. is that feasible? Yeah, that's a really good question. So look, directories are useful for any community, whether that is a primary school who has an art show or the local footy club who has um, some fundraising effort. We do like to use businesses that have sponsored our thing that we are into. If If we're part of a community, we want to use other people from that community because there's a level of safety there. There's a level of tit for tat, look after each other sort of thing. So working with other people in your community is really good. A directory is great. It's just helpful because even myself, when people are always coming to me and asking for these people, I can just shoot them there. So someone like you, Bernadette, I am social. People always, everyone wants to use Bernadette's that we want to use. So, yeah, yeah just from a... a administration point of view she renovates having a directory would make a lot of sense I think services because your podcast is national yeah businesses that are national would definitely be most most interested sponsors yeah I think she renovates has quite a good opportunity in that way where that there's there are some very large multinational businesses who would like that broad connection but I think also specialist services that aren't geographically dependent like I did notice you've got an you've got an amazing mortgage broker that um, I listen to on your finance podcast now she can do a mortgage from anywhere so she's she's the perfect sponsor yeah so I think anyone who's a sponsor should be in a directory yeah awesome okay well I'm going to move on that so now let's that was a perfect Actually, a little while back was the perfect segue into the next um, discussion, which is around tips and tricks and engaging trades. Now, let me think, what was it? It's gone out of my head for a minute. I've got the memory of a goldfish. Oh, I know what it was. And we were talking about people recommending trades. So how you get trades and contractors. And if you don't Dream Builders website, if it doesn't, it's not your local area, what do you do? And something that we often do is ask friends and family for recommendations. Yeah. That, can be, that can be complicated, can't it, Bernadette? Because when someone's recommending someone, they might not really know. If they're not an expert, how do they know that the service is that good? Like if they don't have something to measure it against. So that... That can be a little bit of a bit of a challenge. I once hired the world's worst plasterer. He was a Ukraine dude and nothing against Ukrainians, lovely people. 
that this gentleman turned up and I started to get a little bit concerned when he had like, he had something like 20 pack, 20 tubes of no more gaps with him. Oh. And I was <laughs> for a plasterer. And I was like, oh God, I, this does not look good. Yes. Yeah, so using trades purely based on what a friend has recommended, I wouldn't do. Due diligence is incredibly important. Now, as far as due diligence is concerned, you want to know that person's licensed um, and you also want to see previous work. So they should have some sort of, if they're a legitimate business, they should have some sort of a digital footprint. They should have some photos of their work. They should have maybe an Instagram account. If, I mean, not, not all small businesses can afford a website, but they, no. should have a, they should have an Instagram account where you can see some of their previous stuff and it's reasonably current. And if you get an, a weird feeling that maybe that's stock photography, it probably is. <laughs> Isn't that there's, that yet? But that's a new mm, one. Yeah, look, I mean, people, people can tell stock photography even though... Um, If your instinct that it doesn't add up, then it it doesn't add up. But look, some things to look out for is a digital footprint for sure. Google reviews are quite good to go by. Google reviews are quite reliable because people have to use their personal Google um, profile to leave a Google review. So they're quite trustworthy. You have reviews your site for your trades? We encourage our trades to collect Google reviews instead because it helps their own SEO. So, and I feel that all these platforms out there, there's many platforms that are direct, they do encourage reviews on their platform, but that's purely to keep that business locked into that platform. I think Google reviews are a much fairer, reasonable way to go. And I think customers trust them more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, something I wanted to say about like taking recommendations is Mm. like, like sometimes People recommend people that they like and yes. not, and that's a natural thing. You want to work with people you like, but they may not necessarily be the right person for you. And also some people don't have a clue what to expect from a trade person. And if you're yeah. this as a, a business, you need someone that can get in and out quickly, efficiently and cost-effectively, not necessarily cheap but cost effectively. And that's sort of the difference. So I'm completely on board. We do due diligence too. And I always say to our women that the bit of time that it takes to do it really sets you up for a lifetime of working together. So while it's a pain in the bum, you once you've got someone that's really good, you can use them over and over again. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And when I couldn't, you know, I could sorry. I couldn't agree more. That's fantastic. That's actually, that's, uh, I had a builder friend who gave that advice once. He said, look, someone's doing doing the right thing by you. Stick with them until they do the wrong thing. <laughs> exactly. And something <laughs> I do find is certainly cost-wise, sometimes they become a bit complacent about you. And so every now and again, I will always get some other check quotes just to make sure that's not happening. Like, yeah, I, I personally like to pay fairly, but yeah. So I, I agree. Just... I agree. And something interesting to note, Bernadette, is the average builder supplier or or even customer supplier relationship is actually four years. And really? the reason 
Yeah, four years. And the reason for that is after that four years or during that four years, circumstances change for both or either party. So we're dealing with small businesses. Sometimes they might go into a new field. Sometimes their team might get a lot bigger and then your sort of work's not suitable for them anymore. Yeah. Sometimes their team might get smaller and they can't do your sort of work anymore. So, yeah, it's a dynamic relationship and, and ever-evolving. And, yes, unfortunately, you do have to add new people and and sometimes that's part of the process, Yeah. Yeah, and I know that you mentioned to me that high pages doesn't work for you guys, but I no. seriously live and breathe by high pages. <laughs> and I must admit, I'm, sorry, high page high pages is great for high pages is an, is an interesting beast because with high pages, from a business point of view, they the business they get thrown. How do I describe it? So a job comes up. And it goes yep. to 20 plumbers. It, go, it goes to 20, 30 plumbers, 50 plumbers, whoever else. So you've got these businesses following up on these leads. They're absolute rubbish. And, yeah, look, the, the people in our trade directory, most of these businesses can pick and choose who they work with. They're very good at what they do. And they want to work locally and they want to work on projects where people are creating a dream home and they're wanting a really good finish. So they're just not the high-pages style yeah. Trading, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I guess what I do when I'm listing a project, because like as I just finished a project in Ichuka and like getting trades in Ichuka is just like yeah. horrendous because they're recovering from floods and yeah. it's just been really, really hard. So I got a tiler, an electrician and a plumber through high pages. And Amazing. They have all turned out to be really, like, good, so I've not had any issues with them. But I'm always very descriptive about the job. So I talk yeah. about I'm asking for a tiler, I'm saying how many square metres it is, what I'm, how I'm wanting them to do it, what the areas are, what the photos are, what the tiles are, what I want them yeah. to do. So it's pretty, I don't feel like I'm throwing them rubbish. They're really clear about what they get, what they're quoting on. And, yeah, so it certainly has saved my skin lots of times. I agree with that, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also because it's interesting having that sort of live discussion in our Facebook group, it's interesting because you can see it from both sides of the equation. And I think sometimes people get quite frustrated when tradespeople might turn up and not end up giving them a quote. And I, th I think often, and look, it's happened to me. It's happened to me. I've wanted to do something and I've gotten people around who just can't understand why is no one giving me a quote? And when I look back at it, I wasn't giving the information clearly. I probably wasn't asking the right sort of businesses either. Right? Yeah. And also you've got to ask yourself what kind of, yeah, like a, are you giving this offers like this is something that needs to be done and it needs to be happening? Like is there a sense of urgency from your part as well? <laughs> so I think like you said, Bernadette, if, if, and, and like listening to builders do it as well, that they, they, they're very, they're exactly like, like what you described. They're talking about square metres. They're sending photos. They're being as descriptive as they can to the builder tradesperson as they can at, in that early conversation so that person can come up with an idea or get their head around the project. And often they'll come out and have a look, but the information you've given them beforehand, whether it was in a text or an email, they're going to refer back to that. So, yeah, it's just a way of helping to figure out the scope of what you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know, so we're going to have a little chat about ways of finding trades. And I noticed that you said earlier that you, some of your listings come from contacts for your, from your builders and your architects and so on. Have you got any other sources of where you might look for trades if you didn't have a trade that you needed? Oh, fantastic. So look, the Facebook group is gold because people are, trades that aren't in our directory are often recommended in there, which, which helps us because then we can sort of figure out who's new in the zoo, we call it. <laughs> so that's quite helpful. Yes, builders let us know from here and there. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mixing pocket. Even school pickups, drop-offs, it's a good place to start. But like you said, you have to do your own due diligence. You can't just go by one person's recommendation. Yeah. No. And it's funny because a tradesperson will work with one person and and do really well but then someone else they can't get on with like it's yeah correct correct and I think (laughs) I think I think that's one of the 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 red flags to look out for is are they the right person for you is the communication going to make you feel like what's happening and (laughs) yeah we're all a bit different so yeah yeah I must admit while on red flags I I have this rule that I don't work with people I don't like. It's just oh yeah, <laughs> like really, yeah. And the ones that I really don't like are the ones that come in huffing and puffing and telling catastrophizing, telling you this law. Catastrophizing. Yeah, really big job, and you know, I think like spare me. You know, like yes. you know what they're doing. They're conditioning you to give you a ridiculous quote, and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that I, I I call them that too. I call them the huffy and the puffy because they're just yeah. like oh, 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 they're just like yeah, they're just accidents. not in the right headspace. <laughs> the accident's waiting to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I we've had I've had situations. Also, here's an interesting one to look out for a bit of red flag. It's going to be a controversial um, point: is charging for quotes. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because mm. <laughs> I think that that can sometimes be a red flag and it also can be a green flag. Yeah, I know. Can't it? So subcontractors, we're talking tilers, glass people, so on, so forth. When it's a, an item that's sort of under the 15000 mark, if they're charging you for a quote, really? that's That doesn't sound right. And I think... From that, if that early point in the conversation, it's, it's yeah, I think I'd yeah. be looking elsewhere. But when it's a more complicated project like a build or a large landscape, or we're talking 300,000 plus, yeah, if there's the discussion of charging for a quote or a, a sense of scope and that charge is reasonable, like let's let, yeah. let, look to give you a rule of thumb, a estimator charges around two and a half to three grand for a whole build so a quote or a sorry a scope of works shouldn't be that much it should be no. far less than that far less <laughs> but let's say you're doing a 1.2 million dollar build it's not uncommon now for builders to say look we do charge for the di- we can give you a, a ballpark price a, a, a very a range but for us to give you an exact figure, there is yeah. a deposit involved, a small deposit. It might be 500, it might be 1,000, it might be 1,200. And that often comes off the price of the project if you do go ahead with them. 
If you don't go ahead with them, that's still very useful information you've received and you can use some of that information for your project in general. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that's reasonable because there's a lot of work in doing those, preparing those quotes. And the more time they spend on it, the more accurate it's going to be. So I'm just checking the comments. Ali Jurek says she looks for solution-oriented tradie. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Ali. (laughs) Okay, so Tara, now... Where to from here? What are your hopes and dreams for your little community? And <laughs> we we want to, we want to do more. We want to be part. We want to look after Bayside, and we also want to look after Kingston down here on the morning down here in Melbourne. Um, so we've got scope for that, but we do want to stay very locally based because we love to have our networking get-togethers I think they really help the businesses and they help customers get a better service as well so yes yes, you will see me in the background finding great people making things happen (laughs) so with those get-togethers do you have any sort of educational element to it do you have yes we do or or yeah, yeah, we do, definitely. We we definitely make it easy for them to network, but also if there's like often they they want some help with a bit of video, a bit of photography, a bit of marketing, a little bit of branding, and we have experts in those sort of areas who who yeah. give basically free education. So it's nice. These these small businesses have very little budgets when it comes to marketing, so we want to help them out any way we can for free. Yeah. Beautiful. And so James has just said, I understand not charging for quotes. I don't like to pay for them, but how do you avoid not having people just being tire kickers and asking for a lot of quotes? I like that. Like Bernadette was saying, the phone call, the fo- the phone call is really useful. So if you might have to help, you might have, if you're good at have a very good sales process, you'll be able to ask the right questions to know if that customer is the sort of customer for you. And you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be with high pages. <laughs> because yeah absolutely yep yeah awesome well listen I think we have done the topic justice and I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast I've enjoyed having you I love your model and congratulations and all the best in the future it's such a pleasure Bernadette thank you so much and keep making your fantastic podcast I love it thank you Thanks. And you'll have an extra special guest to um, tune into when this code goes live yourself. Yes. <laughs> that would be interesting. Thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.